This is something that afflicts all of us. When I did have to go back, I won't go into the story, but when Swamiji did make me go back at the end of the semester that I had taken off to come traveling, when he made me go back as per schedule at, on my return ticket, I literally had to be peeled off the wall of the reception area. I mean, literally, like I had, I had plastered myself to that wall in such a way that they had to literally peel me off it in, in a heap of tears, not ecstasy tears, tears of absolute just despair beyond belief. So yeah, I get that. But here's, here's what I've learned over the years. The despair comes before we realize who it is that's going back and what it is that's going back. And we may say things like, oh, well, you know, my soul is in India, my heart's in India, only my body's back. But, but that's a much more superficial level. What I'm talking about is who you really are, the identification as you, should in theory be you regardless of where you are, right? So the body gets sunburned standing in the sun, the body gets cold in the snow, but the self doesn't change, the self doesn't get sunburned or cold. And so the self shouldn't be bothered by whether I'm standing in the sun or I'm standing in the snow. And in the same way, it's the body that's going back and the self hasn't gone anywhere. But in order to have that experience when you go back, you've got to start now. It's not something to start planning for when you pack. If that part of you which is having the experience here is your body-mind. Body-mind emotions, rather. So you're happy, yes. You're blissful, yes. You're peaceful, yes. You're relaxed, yes. You're limber, yes. You're well-fed, yes. But if you haven't actually touched the you that is deeper than the body-mind emotions, then yeah, it's going to be pretty miserable going back. But the only way to solve that is to use your time here to connect with the you that never wasn't there, never goes anywhere, never comes anywhere, isn't impacted by the world around you any less than it's impacted by the sun or the snow. And that's, that's really what your, your goal should be, is how can I touch that and act, you know, become connected to that? It's there. We just have to reconnect to it. We have to look inward instead of looking outward. And the, the other last piece that I would offer is energy goes in two directions. So this way and this way. And we are, we are energetic beings. 
we absolutely pick up the energy of places and people around us. Absolutely. Which is why being in a place where people who are spiritual feel so beautiful. People who are connected to their soul opens the space for us to be connected to our soul. If I look at you and all I see is a beautiful body, and all I can start thinking about is the body, well, you're going to pick that up, and you're going to become body, right? This is why we, be, we become a little bit self-conscious when you can tell that somebody is looking at the body, because I've now become body. But if I'm looking at you and I'm seeing soul, well, I've created an opportunity for you now to live as soul. And so that energy moves, moves in both ways. But when we are with people and in places where it's all body, 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 or you know that external identity, this is where we get to make a very conscious decision, which is in this moment, in this place, I'm going to be an energetic transmitter rather than receiver. Because we actually have that potential. We receive and we transmit. We don't just pick up good vibes and bad vibes. We give good vibes and vi bad vibes. And we, we don't just pick up body or soul vibes. We give body or soul vibes. And when you're in places like this, be an energetic receiver. Just keep receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving and filling all of the cells of your being with that energy. Store it up so that when you go back and you're in places where you don't want to be receiving the energy, you're able to shift it and transmit. And what you'll find, going back to what we were speaking about in the beginning, is you actually change that environment. Your thought waves, your energy, actually changes that environment. And so not only does it make it more manageable for you, but you actually create shifts in the environment. And the very, very last piece of that question, and we'll, we'll close it with this, takes us back actually to the second part of what Anne-Marie had asked me to talk about, which I forgot until this very moment, which is the power of satsang and sangha. Well, satsang literally means being in the presence of truth. That's what the word means, in the presence of truth. But it's that capital T truth. It's the truth that's not, you know, dependent on the day or the week or the, the place. Not my truth, your truth. So it's being in the presence of truth, which is the opposite of ignorance, which is therefore the opposite of ignoring. So satsang is that which is the opposite of ignoring which is we're seeing. We're in the presence of truth so that we can see. And wherever you are, 
It's really, really beneficial. It's not essential. I know we don't all live in places where there, there is a satsang. Create one. Create it with your house plants if you have to. Literally, do not underestimate the power of nature. If you do not have a spiritual circle, get some potted plants and sit in a circle. Really, do not feel like you, you don't have a satsang or a sangha. Because nature gets it. The tree knows it's a tree. The tree never starts to bark like a dog. And you know, the apple tree will only give you apples. It understands I'm an apple tree. That's, that's what I do. Nature knows what it is, and it therefore knows what to do. If you've got nature outside that you can sit in, even better, because then you've got the dirt below. If you've got a human sangha, nothing like it. But if not, really, don't despair. Everybody can buy houseplants. Have a virtual sangha. These days, I mean, these, with, with everything that the internet gives us, we use it to ruin our lives. Why not use it to better our lives? I mean, we, we use it to distract ourselves. Why not use it to bring ourselves back? Get on Google Hangouts, get on Skype, get on whatever you need to get on. Connect with each other. Come back into the presence of truth. If not every day, once a week. Once a month, twice a month, whatever you can do. Because the power of that Sangha is not only when you're actually connected on Skype at the same time or sitting in each other's presence. Simply knowing that that exists allows me to stay in my truth and to keep seeing it. <laughs>